Welcome to the moon room. <laughs> Sickly edition. Uh, I am sick with a cold. Um, so y'all will hear that in my voice today. <clears throat> uh, I've been gone from this for a bit. Again, like I have been... Uh, well, first, I hope y'all have been enjoying your day and having a lovely start to November. Um, this is a mystical, magical time right now. You know, we just had all, well, actually, was is today all Saints? Yesterday was All Saints Day, All Hallows Eve the night before. The veil is really thin. We got the fir- the moon in first quarter. I think it's in first quarter right now. Let me double check that. Yep, it's in first quarter. So all sorts of different energies are happening. But <clears throat> the biggest thing that's going on right now for us, I think, um, when in terms of the mystical stuff, because there's a shit ton going on in the world, Lord, everywhere. But um, in regards to what I'm focusing on, which is the spirit, yesterday was 11-1, November 1st, and, you know, one one one, And um, yesterday was a really, it, well, by the end of the day, I saw somebody <clears throat> on TikTok had posted, <clears throat> excuse me, y'all, that yesterday was a portal day. It, y'all, yesterday was a fucking portal day. I was, I had mad downloads all day yesterday, um, and that's what this whole show is going to be about, so, but um, I want to first just acknowledge that I've been taking space from this show, um, just because I'm still trying to figure out, like, if this is the proper channel for me to be talking to y'all on anymore, um, I, I'm working that out, I'm figuring that out for myself, I guess, I'm also taking, I'm getting mixed messages from people that are trying to help me and I want to respect people trying to help me so I I genuinely am doing my best at trying to figure out how to if this is the proper channel to continue to um communicate to y'all on um or if I need to like build a whole new channel which is what I've been trying to figure out how to do (laughs) so anyway um back to what I was gonna talk about so so today um is just strictly about this stuff that I'm supposed to talk about that happened yesterday now I've been recording shows since like for weeks now and just not releasing them because I oh there was two 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 okay I was supposed to tell you all that because um shit just keeps happening in the world and then like um I also like I said I just I'm trying to figure out if this is the right channel or not still but um so like I've been having dreams and shit and I recorded a whole ass uh show on the dreams I've been having on Sunday and I haven't released that so maybe I'll maybe I will share some of those dreams but not that's not for this one. All right. So today is a story time, <clears throat> but also his like it's it's retelling a story. Um, so get comfortable, boys and girls. <laughs> this is like a magic school bus situation where we're going to go dipping into time and out of time and all t- sorts of shit with this story. Um, I am told today <clears throat> to retell the resurrection story of Christ for what it actually and like what actually happened um so uh so I'll say why first off yesterday I I got up yesterday morning early because I've been getting up early now well I always get up early but like now I'm really getting up early and doing shit um and like being productive and so I got up and I did all this yoga and at the end of the yoga I did a shavasana that was only supposed to be well I didn't I didn't actually put a timer on. I just was like, let me try doing Shavasana with no music and just silence. Yeah, I should do that more. Because <laughs> what happened was I, ended up, I, I was meditating, but I don't know if I fell asleep. But I ended up having visions and downloads. <clears throat> and then I was just like laying there for like an hour, um, just receiving 
the download. Um, now, if anyone who's been following my like, um, like my other platform stuff, like TikTok and stuff, ISIS has been coming up for me a lot in the last week, um, and I'm like reincarnation is such an interesting thing. I have reincarnated here as someone, but ISIS is with me. Like I'm, she's with me <laughs> all the time. Um, I receive a lot of information about her life because it pertains to me specifically. And this thing now makes sense to me. Why? Um, but yesterday I was receiving download strictly, like specifically from ISIS. And then like, I went and pulled cards on my, um, um, for my like little TikToks and bang, there comes the ISIS card pops up. And then she's, his, her card been popping up from all these different decks that I've been pulling. Like y'all been seeing them. I, like I posted one on Instagram actually. And ISIS, the, the, the transformation card, that's Isis sitting in her seat. Um, so <clears throat> I ended up getting this download about her, specifically her life, um, a year ago. But yesterday I was told that I need to share it now. And I'm realizing that yesterday I was told to share it because yesterday was 11-1. It was a portal day. It was one one one, And the veil is mad fucking thin because, you know, Halloween. Uh, yeah, so... And then I was venerating ancestors and all kind of shit. So anyway, getting to the fucking story. I'm just, this is all building up because <clears throat> what I'm going to tell you is the story of Isis and Osiris. And then I'm going to tell you the story of Jesus and Mary Magdalene. And many people, many women's studies courses, many uh, uh, scholars wide and far already have made connections between these set of people. But, oh, I got shown a whole, a whole other extra shit based on what I've already, you know, where we've already gone. Uh, and what you've all accepted already as potential truth, you know, ancient alien shit. All right. So <clears throat> I was a women's studies major in my undergrad and my specialty, like I focused on was um, one of the focuses I had when I was in that program was spirituality, but like specifically women in spirituality and spirituality, blah, 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 that whole shit. So I had this class one day. And what used to happen at, um, in my school was, like, sometimes they would, like, have a class, and then, like, if enough people, like, y you go to the first day, but then they were like, oh, well, enough people didn't sign up for the class, so then the whole class gets canceled. Like, not just that day, but, like, they just pulled a class. So if you had already bought textbooks, you have now the option to return your textbooks, which is bullshit, because then it's like, why the fuck? Whatever. But anyway, that happened to me on one of these classes where I had a class, it got set up, and then it got dropped, like, after the first day. But I ended up not selling my textbook back because it was, it seemed like it, something just kept telling me, this is a textbook you should keep forever, bro. I grew up with parents that went to college and they kept their textbooks. And I grew up being the kid, seeing them with their textbooks still like on the shelf. There is something magical to that. Like everyone who has textbooks still from any school, should keep that shit. Like it, it's, because it's now here I am 15 years later and this motherfucker is like, here we are. So the textbook is called Ancient Mirrors of Womanhood by Merlin Stone. It's a treasury of goddess and heroine lore from around the world. So she was also the author of When God Was a Woman, which I still haven't read, and I've been wanting to read my whole life, but, um, and I will eventually read that book. But I kept this one, Ancient Mirrors of Womanhood. So what it is, it's, um, it's kind of like, it's a history book, but of goddess stories. Another book like this is um, when what is it? Women who won with the wolves, which by, um, Dr. What is her Clarissa Pinkola? I think anyway, that the bad, bad, bad woman that she is. 
I'm not gonna call her a bitch because I don't know if she would appreciate that. <laughs> but, but um, yeah. So the the books where they retell these goddess stories, um, but they use actual history. This one is like is is textbook. So it's like an actual like it's got it's got transcribed shit from like cureform and all that. Anyway, I was going through this book a year ago at Christmas. Like shit, you not. There's actually a person. Um, who was his uh, Quinn? Uh, like we were at a holiday, coming home from a holiday party. I had this textbook in the car with like a group of people, and I was like highlighting shit and reading this shit, and came up with. I was told the whole thing I'm about to tell y'all. I I was told this in the car with Quinn, and Quinn will be able to, uh, you know, uh, back not back me up, but just like Quinn will remember this shit because we were in the car like holy shit, this shit's real. Like what the fuck? So, essentially. In this book, there is a chapter on Isis, except they use her original name, which is Auset, A-U and then S-E-T. So Auset. And, you know, I did a lot of research on like Sumerian texts and all that shit. So I was looking at things um, whenever I see these double letter names like this, A-U, I was really interested in that because, you know, if anyone follows the whole like Anunnaki shit and Nibiru, Ia and Au or whatever are the gods that originally created humans. So, and that's in the Sumerian text. Thing is, if you read across different cultures, those names end up being sometimes the same person, but like different names. So it's always really important to figure out like what cultures call the same person. So like ancient Egypt, I'm looking at this book and it has her name as Isis, but it also has her name as Auset. So throughout the story, they're gonna call her Auset. I'm gonna read this shit to y'all, by the way. That's the point. So the whole thing, uh, the reason why I'm supposed to ex- explain this to you is that Isis and Osiris were the d- divine feminine and the divine masculine of their time, right? Jesus and Mary Magdalene were the divine masculine and divine feminine of their time. Um, their stories play out like almost exactly the same with, you know, different things that happen um, that are obviously different but the the biggest thing that I think most people have missed is what I got downloaded yesterday all right I don't even know where the fuck to start with this this is like so much information I'm about to share with y'all okay so um first off I'm gonna read this book part of this book to y'all um okay so this is describing essentially the murder of Osiris. And people who know the story of Isis and Osiris, Isis is the goddess of beauty. Osiris was her um, her lover, also strangely brother, husband, gross. But um, they were like, well, I was told actually that he wasn't actually her brother. I was told that he was her twin flame. Like, so when I'm getting these downloads, I'm getting downloads of like retelling what people have misinterpreted. So, ooh, there was 11-11. Oh, shit. Okay, I was right. All right. So, yeah. So, I was right, too. And Freya and Frere, they were not, like, they were twin flames. Like, I'm getting these ones where they had, where it was, like, throughout history, um, these strange sibling, uh, like, marriages that they have. I'm being told that our society just got it wrong, that it's really that they're twin flames. They are the same soul split into two. So, one is feminine and one is masculine. But that's why they're so connected and drawn to each other and all this shit, right? All right, so Isis and Osiris. Here's the story. Here, I'm going to just read it. So another time, so long remembered, was when Auset first discovered the planting of the seeds, receiving this knowledge at the very moment that she had placed offerings upon the holy altars of those who had engendered her. 
Upon receiving this gift of the knowledge of renewable abundance, Auset spoke of it to her brother, who was known by the name of Ausar, or Osiris. In his excitement at what Auset had learned, Osiris ran off to tell all the others, only to be murdered by his jealous brother, Seth, who sealed the body of Osiris in a perfectly measured coffer and placed this box of wood on the river so that it floated out to the great sea. I'm going to pause. That's one of them things where it's like, you see how Osiris got all excited about telling his um, what he learned business to somebody and then got killed? That's why we always talk about keep your shit to yourself, which is also why I haven't been taking time from this motherfucking podcast. <laughs> because who knows what the fuck is going on with the information that I'm sharing with y'all. Anyway, so moving on. When news of the murder reached the ears of Alset, she set out to search for the body of Osiris and thus began her long journey. It was not until she reached the far-off port of Byblos on the northeastern edge of the Great Sea that she found the temple pillar built of the wood of a tamarisk tree, its branches still entwined about the coffer that held the body of Osiris. So essentially, his coffin floated out um, down the river or whatever, and, um, or, yeah, and, but it got stuck in a tree. And so when she found it, she's seeing now this coffin that's just essentially being rescued by being stuck in a tree that's like down in the water. All right. Uh, thus retrieving it from the temple of Ashtart in Byblos, Alset brought it back across the waters to the sacred site of Peruto, planting or no, planning to give it proper Egyptian burial. Okay. Uh, now, proper Egyptian burial. Well, we're going to get to that. It was there in the marshes of Peruto that with the help of her sister Nephthys, Alset made the breath of life enter into the body of Osiris, through his heart, though his heart was still. The sisters patiently fanning the air with their great wings until Alset conceived a child within her womb. Now, this is important. So here we have a scene where Isis has brought back the coffin and body of Osiris back to this place, the marshes. So let's imagine there's like something in a marsh somewhere. Well, I'm shown actually there was a ship, some sort of building, but ship or something she brought it back to. And it was stationed in some marsh or whatever. Um, Her sister, Nephthys, helps her bring the breath of life back into his body. Now, um, my question, I had two questions there when I was reading that. I'm reading that, is he in a coma or is he dead? Because if he's in a coma, then she can give him CPR, and now he's back to life. If he's dead, then this means something else. And all right, so when it says, patiently fanning the air with her great wings until Alset conceived a child within her womb, ignore the whole patiently fanning the air with her great wings part. Pay attention to the fact that she breathed breath of life into a dead body until she conceived a child within her womb. All right, so. That screams artificial insemination to me, but it also screams post-humus sperm retrieval, PSR. So uh, Isis and Osiris were time travelers. They were, they were, they were extra like they were not from here, but they were time travelers as well. Like they, so modern medicine, high technology medicine is what we're looking at here. And that's what I'm going to be explaining as I'm talking about retelling the resurrection story of Christ. So what this book is describing, if we look at it from the perspective of, you know, accepting all the other shit that we've already accepted, time travel is real. It just is. And we can get to that another time. But 
at this point, imagine Stargate. Imagine the show Stargate and all other fucking shows I've been talking about where people walk through a gate and whatever, but it's like a group of people go from one time and they walk into another time or they go from one planet and they walk through a gate and all of a sudden they're on another planet in a different dimension or whatever. Um, Isis and Osiris were able to do that. They had all of the technology for that. I was shown that she was flying around in some sort of ship or something like like a like a you know like a jet ski on the on the water but like a personal one in the air like a personal little yeah she was driving around in something like that trying to find his body and she found it aerially in this tree over the water like she was over the water and she found it in the tree and that's why she was able to bring it back on her ship so she brings it back to whatever is this main ship that they have stationed at the marshes. It's either a ship or an actual building that's at this marshes of Peruta. Maybe there's actual fucking ruins there. Who knows? But the technology that she needed to actually con- complete the shit that she was going to do was all the way the fuck over at Peruto. I was actually looking up. I did like all sorts of mapping and shit to figure out like the distances of all the shit. Like a year ago, I figured all this out. So I can't regurgitate it right now what the distances. People can research this part, but... Basically, the scene here is that a woman, her sister, helped her bring this complete body that was essentially dead back to this place. And then they retrieved sperm from him and artificially inseminated her. So now um, the next. So uh, my question was then, OK, well, OK, well, let me finish this real fast. OK, so it was in Peruto that she stayed Consoled in her grief by the holy Cobra Uazit, so that's another person, Cobra Uazit, until the child Horus was born. Thus it was said that Uazit helped Auset in her childbirth among the reeds of Peruto, safe upon the isle that floated in the marshy waters. Bro, did I? Safe upon the isle that floated in the marshy waters, aka a ship. <laughs> But when Alset left the safety of Peruto, leaving the child to the caring wisdom of Uazit, Seth came again and stole the body of Osiris. Okay, now, see, the thing is, the history of Isis and Osiris and the death of Osiris by the hand of Set is the story that we get told all the time is what I'm about to share next, is the second part. But m- most people don't know this motherfucker tried to kill him twice. So that that's the big part that I learned about this book. Like, this book is the first book I've ever come across that tells this story, this first, this prequel to when he gets chopped up into a million pieces and spread all over the place. Okay, so the thing, okay, so I'm gonna stay with with the childbearing first. So um, the scene then here is that another woman showed up and essentially she has the child at the same place where she had, where she came and brought Osiris's body, dead body, right? So I'm now sitting here and I'm like, okay, well, that means we just skipped a whole nine months. This bitch, she just, so we sat out here, which means we weren't just kicking it in the marshes. We were in an actual building. We were in a ship of some sort. Her, Isis, Nephthys, and Cobra Auzit, the holy Cobra Auzit. So that must have been some sort of like medicine woman or some shit. They all took care of her because, and they consoled her in her grief. So here she is now with Osiris's dead body in the ship. She's pregnant with a baby. She carries the baby full, fully to term. She has the baby at the place that they're at. And then she hands over the baby because she's going to go on a trip or something, right? So she goes, she, yeah, so she, so, so she leaves the baby with Cobra Alzit at Peruto. 
and then she gets in her ship or whatever, and then she leaves, which is where it says, leaving the child to the caring wisdom of Uazit. So she leaves, which leaves the baby and everybody, including Osiris's body, who is, which is there, um, pray for Seth. Now, the scene that I keep seeing over and over again, I'm supposed to say, is that Osiris's body, okay, so think about us, think about modern, like all this shit is modern shit. So they were, they were obviously storing Osiris's body in something that was keeping him preserved. Um, some sort of, you know, like when we keep like in a mortuary, when we keep him in, or not mortuary. Yeah. When we keep in ice boxes and shit, like you open a drawer at the person, what is it? At the, um, the people that goddamn post the, the mortuary is fuck. I don't, I don't get the words today. This one, unless sick brain is like whatever, but you know what I'm talking about? Like, uh, at the medical examiner's place, so I keep them in cool boxes. All right. So I'm being shown this a year ago. I was shown this Osiris's body being kept in sort of th- some sort of thing, like a tube or something to preserve him. Um, cause he's dead. Well, he's dead, but they're preserving him. Uh, well, that there's an extra part that's going to come next. Um, but for those nine months, this woman was there with this in this ship or whatever, and she gave birth to a baby from his sperm, post post mortem, post humus, I guess is the term. All right, the thing is, is that my my biggest question was, well, how how many days can sperm live before it's too late to do a post humus sperm retrieval or a PSR? Right, the longest cases. Cases exist from 48 to 72 hours. It's most, most commonly what they, with our modern technology, the best that most people get is um, doing this procedure is uh, they usually do it within 24 to 36 hours. But there have been cases where people have successfully been able to retrieve sperm like this and impregnate a, a woman uh, and the person has been dead for 48 to 72 hours. So as I'm looking at that, I'm like, well, wait, 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 wait. We're getting close to what sounds like three days, which is a pattern. So when I heard that, when I look at the three day thing, I'm realizing that, okay, put yourself women in this position here. Here's your person who you love. Oh, there's 22, 22. Okay. I'm saying the right thing. Here's your person, your heart, right? And he gets killed and you two were so in love, but you also might've had a plan already to have a child. So she rushes and tries to find his body she finds his body and the first thing she does is thinks is we must continue this line or whatever she might have had she had her reasons we ain't gonna get into that yet but essentially she does it like so quick there's like this urgency to make sure that she's impregnated with his child and there's this urgency of well in this story it doesn't say three days the three days comes later when we go and talk about jesus and mary magdalene all right so the one thing to pay attention to here, though, is that there were two women or three women total that well, she had the help of two women essentially with her during this time. So in the time that she, you know, of her searching for him, getting him back, finally getting the sperm out of him, impregnating her, um, that all would have had to happen within three days, essentially. Based on our technology, if there was people that had come from this time that went into that time and did something with our knowledge for us, three days. Now, if it was people who are more advanced than us, which they were, obviously, or the, well, we don't, well, seemingly more advanced than us, they might have been able to preserve it for longer than three days. But I'm going off of essentially if like one of us here with all of like what if the, the, the smartest medical person on the planet from now 
walked into back into time, what kind of knowledge would they have? And that's that's what that's what I'm attributing to here. So this woman knows, okay, I only have three days to be able to get this done, essentially. She searches for him, she finds him, she does the thing, right? Now she's there with his body, she's mourning him for for the whole nine months. She gives birth and then she leaves. All right. His body is the, so the and then there's also focusing, like I said, on the fact that there's a group of women together who are doing this work and making sure that this baby gets born and taken care of, like um, kept safe, protected. All right. So the next thing, so Seth came again and stole the body of Osiris. This time he cut the body into 14 pieces, which he scattered along the lands of the Nile so that Osiris would not be honored by burial place or tomb. But Alset was determined to give her brother proper burial. Thus, she made her way in a barge among the marshes of the Nile, burying each part where she found it. Though the backbone of Osiris found peace at Bersiris and the head came to lie at Abydos, never did Alset find the 14th part, the child-making organs of Osiris, while fishermen gave witness that this part had been fed to the oxyrhinos, what the fuck, oxyrhynchus fish of the Nile. Oh, so he fed his penis to a bunch of like meat-eating fish, I think. Uh, so it happened that Alset ruled upon the throne, ever holding the child of Horus upon her holy lap. All right, and there's going to be more to that, but maybe. Okay, so back to this part. So now, this time, like I said, Seth captures the body, and he cuts it up, and then he scatters it all over the place, right? And then he obviously makes, uh, makes a point to make sure that the penis is gone forever and amen. All right. So the thing is, is though I kept looking at, okay, why does this motherfucker want his body so bad? Like why he keep, why can't he just let him go? Like why can't he's already dead, right? Aha. The thing is this part about he cut him up so that he would not be honored by a burial place or tomb and that he wouldn't be able to have a proper burial. That's when I started, they showed me mummification. All right. So ancient Egyptians believed in mummification. They believed in reincarnation. For them, you had to have the whole ass body to do it, right? Except, well, what I was shown yesterday, and which was the download for like the hour, I was being shown why they would take the brain out of the mummy, like why you take the brain out, they would take like four specific organs out of the body before mummifying it. So it was like the liver, the heart, the brain, and I forget what other thing. But they, and then they would preserve those in like little jars next to the body. Thing is, is that when I'm paying attention to why Seth would take Osiris's body and chop it up and scatter it, I'm, I'm thinking, like, why? Like, what, what, why is that such a big point? It's so that he cannot ever reincarnate. Seth knew that Osiris needed to stay whole in order to reincarnate, and so did Isis, which is why Isis was preserving his body in whatever ship they had, why she didn't bury him. She kept him in the thing for the whole time that she was pregnant and everything, right? She knew that reincarnation could happen, but also she knew that he could be brought back to life in some sort of way. So she could either bring him back to life in this body or she could have him reincarnate somewhere else in a different time. And remember, these are people who are time walkers. They can walk through gates. They, they know a whole lot more shit. Well, they know a whole lot more shit than we do, but they also know exactly what we know um, about shit. So my like I said, my biggest question was, was he capturing him to make sure that he doesn't reincarnate? And I think that that is the truth. And that's why Isis the second time went so crazy, going looking for all the pieces of his body and to not find the child making piece 
was the kicker was because something special was supposed to come out of Isis and Osiris. The two of them are important people, like beings from wherever they come from. These motherfuckers are important. They have a lot of something between them. And the fact that, well, the thing is that Seth didn't, he wasn't successful. Like he was successful in getting rid of Osiris's body so that it couldn't reincarnate the way that uh, Isis might have wanted it to. But the fact that she was able to get to his body within three days and have a, do the PSR, she still made Horus. So that is why Horus is so important. Horus is the star baby that came from Isis and Osiris. He was resurrected, but he stayed on the, the spiritual plane forever. And that's why we only see, I'm pretty sure there's like, it's, it's her and the baby for the rest of all the stuff. Like Osiris doesn't get to rule with her as a family with Horus um, anymore. I'm pretty sure that's how the story... Okay, so anyway, moving on now. We all know the story of Jesus, right? But I'm going to retell it. All right, so in those final days of Jesus of Christ, Jesus Christ's life, right? Um, he... Let me take a sip. Hold on. I got this tea I'm trying to... Because y'all can hear I'm sick. And I'm talking so fast because I'm just like trying to remember it all because with this foggy brain, oh my God, when you got a sick brain, it's like facts just be floating out of the... Anyway, so... I was shown the last days of Jesus's life from a whole lasting perspective. Now, I've been, y'all know how I was raised. I know this story very well. Um, so after him and Judas happen, right, and Judas goes and kills himself, Jesus then goes off and he's, you know, he's crucified. They always talk about the fact that his mother was at his crucifixion and then she was also at his grave site. They don't talk about the fact that Joseph was there. Like, that's always, like, not really a thing. That's because he wasn't his child. We know this. We've, we all accept this. But I, there was also a wound there. Um, something I'm supposed to also share is that Jesus had a father wound. You know, because he was a person. He had a father wound. He grew up with a father that knew he wasn't his. And so he was treated not kindly by his father. And that's what he would have had to heal in order to become Christ. He had to heal his father wound. The thing is... Him and Mary had a different connection because Mary is the only fucking person who knows the truth about how this little motherfucker was made. <laughs> she is the only person who was in the room and knows that it was a star being that came to her, right? Thing is, Mary carries a bunch of information for the rest of her life that she never shares. This is me retelling the story as like all you imagine it. Imagine you are these people. So how you would think. All right. Mary had a secret. Yes, she told everybody that an angel came to her, blah, 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 right? But she would have known something else more for why she showed up at that gravesite and why Joseph wasn't there and why her and Mary Magdalene showed up early as fuck and to make sure they was the only two there. All right, so here's what happens with Jesus. Jesus is crucified. Mary is at the, at the both Marys are, are, are watching him be crucified He's stabbed in the side with the, the, the thing, all the blood and water, whatever. Water comes out of his side, this whole thing. He gets buried. He gets embalmed, right? Not mummified. All his parts stay inside him. He gets embalmed and he gets put inside this cave with a stone rolled over it. All right. Three days he's supposedly dead for. Three fucking days, y'all. Three days. Remember, Isis and Osiris, she was, she, three days she, she was looking for him to make sure it was in three-day thing. Three days he's dead for Mary and Mary Magdalene go to his grave site. Now, I was shown the scene differently than I was taught. 
I was shown these in visions and downloads and like just reading and then obviously reading fucking stories and using my mind. But what I was shown was two women who had a secret. Mary Magdalene, no, not Mary, Mary, Mother Mary knows this thing that she carried a star baby and that her star baby can come back to life, but that the light beings or the star beings that made him, they have only three days to be able to bring him back. So these two women show up at the grave and so is an, and an angel is there. But we all know now what an angel is. It's not a person draped, draped. Well, I mean, you know, you've got your white brotherhood, uh, the great white brotherhood. And this is what I was shown yesterday. I'm like, I was asking, like, was it a star being that, sh- that they saw or was it an actual light being that they saw? They saw a light being and a light being is who made Jesus. But a light being can take form like a Pleiadian, like because light beings, they are from the 12th dimensions and down but you know they're from like the seventh seventh and 12th dimensions right is where light beings come from but they can materialize down here into the lower dimensions so when they saw this person you know they always talk about excuse me angels appearing in just like all this bright light right i've seen we've we've many people in the world have seen these things um it with their own eyes. I haven't seen it with my own eyes in that way. I saw, ooh, 3333. I saw stuff as a baby and a little one, a wee bairn, um, with blue light. But she, the Bible always talks about this like radiant white light. So here are these two women and they come to the grave. For three days, I'm told that Mary, the mother of Mary, and got to Mary Magdalene and told her everything that she knew. Those two women had a conversation. Those two women communicated about that shit so that by the time they get to the grave three days later, they both know some shit is, they know that the truth about what's going to happen. When they get there, they see the light being, right? The light being waves his hand and rolls back the thing, the stone. The same way Stonehenge was created, the same way there's some some fucking um, artist in the, what, 1920s or 30s or something that nobody, that he had some sort of mysterious metal box and he was able to build these crazy monolith type things on his property with stone and they're just by himself though, all by himself. And for, you can go and go look at his art now where it is, it's just stone shit that he's built, but no one knows how he fucking did it because it's tons it's stones that are like tons with, they weigh like elephant, elephants, you know? And so the mystery he always said was he had this box that had this special energy in it. We have questions about Easter Island. We have questions about Stonehenge. We have questions about all kinds of shit. How, what is it? Uh, Gobekli Tepe was built. How all these things were built with stone with just energy. That shit is extraterrestrial, but it's also interdimensional. It's, it's real energy that that exists here, but that certain beings have the ener- have the capability to utilize. Some humans on this planet have learned this magic and have been able to use it. Um, Mary Magdalene and Mother Mary, the two of them, by the time they get there, they understand, well, at least Mary, Mother Mary would have already known the shit because by this point, she's an older woman, right? Her son is 30-something years old, so she's in her 60s, maybe, maybe even a little younger because they was having babies younger than, well, she's 15 when she had them, so, you know, she's in her 40s, whatever, 50s, and, um, oh, she was, she was young, <laughs> but, but she would have had the wisdom, right? She would have had the, the wisdom to know the type of shit that's about to go down. You notice these two women didn't go get the whole townspeople to come and, like, quote, anoint his body, like, 
they went there for something different. And what went down in history is that they went to anoint his body. But no, they went there because they knew what was about to happen. All right. So they get there. The angel rolls back this stone and bang, here comes Jesus. Well, the way that we always hear it is like, oh, then they watch Jesus walk out and oh, they fall down and they can't believe it. I haven't showed a whole different shit. I'm sure these are women that knew their shit, man. They were not. And that's the thing. The story of Jesus and the resurrection and how these two women went and had, oh, they're just these like dumb kind of like they can't understand. Like what the fuck? No, women know shit that men don't know. We just do because we got different bodies than you. But these two women, Mary Magdalene was the divine feminine. This bitch was tapped in as fuck to all of the, the ancient medicines, to all the energies. But she also was standing there with a woman, the mother of the man she loved so dearly. So essentially, let's call her the mother-in-law. And this woman has extra information. Like, imagine that. Imagine a woman, you, to all the divine feminines out there listening, imagine you, right, got all your information, your witchery, all the stuff, the fairy information, all of us women, how to childbirth, all the doulas, all the midwives, all the fucking information that you have just by being a woman in this world. That is magic. Imagine you now have an older woman, a crone woman, that is the mother of the man you love so dearly, and you both know something is extra about this whole situation that the rest of the townspeople and the town folk don't know and can't understand. Because the only reason Mary, Mother Mary understands it and accepts it is because she's the one that had the experience at 15 that she had to carry for her life and bury and act like it didn't have, like she was ostracized the whole, whole rest of her adulthood. Y'all know this. She was ostracized. And, it's, and then he was put... And he was a weird child, right? Like, he was weird. So they put him and they had him raised by all um, the fucking holy people. That's, they give him to God at the, at the beginning of his life, right? And so essentially, he does, she doesn't support his ministry, but she's there at his death. So whatever his ministry was, she wasn't agreeing with it, obviously. She wasn't following his ministry, but she knew he was special. She knew he was not human all the way. So she gets there and the two of them are wise women and they know this shit is something else. So they get there, and what I'm shown is they walk into the actual, the, the room, into the, fuck, into the, 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 the what the goddamn, the, the hole in the wall. <laughs> what am I trying to say? The, the tomb. They walk into the tomb, and everyone together, Mary Magdalene, Mother Mary, and this light being. Who knows if there was more than one light being that was there that showed up. But they perform light work on him, and they bring him back from the dead with light because all his parts are there. He, his brain is there, everything else. So this light being, I was shown that a light being used fucking like Reiki. Like, well, what we understand as Reiki masters is like child's play compared to what the actual light beings can do. Obviously they can touch a person and raise them from the dead. The Lazarus shit, like that's, that's what that is. So, but you have to have all the brain in the body to be able to do that. So I'm shown that these three people, if not more light beings that showed up there, I think maybe only needed one to do this light work on Jesus while he was embalmed. Luckily, he was embalmed and was not mummified where all his parts were taken out of his body. You see where I'm going? So they, they raise him from the dead and they bring him back. Now, of course, these two women have to play like they don't know what the fuck just happened. Right. Obviously, because this is insane. Right. We're, what, look at what time we're in. He just got crucified for just speaking for. Well. He was kind of starting a cult, but he, he got crucified for, for shit. So they obviously have to act to everyone else like they don't know anything, right? But what happened in that tomb, those two women were definitely involved. But what also happened 
was the artificial insemination shit. That posthumous per- sperm retrieval, PSR happened on Jesus. There, either there, if not before. Like, that's why I said it before in one of my recordings earlier in the year, I was like, I'm going to explain whether or not he was, um, they made Sophia while he was alive or post death. It's because this PSR stuff, I already knew this stuff before, you know, but we had, we all needed, y'all all needed to learn more shit before I could come to this with y'all. So, gotta feed things to people in, <laughs> in small bits. But this, this is, this is what I was shown happened in the tomb. PSR happened. Yeah. If it didn't happen there, it happened. They were, she was already pregnant when he died, but either like if, if she wasn't, so that's what I'm like, but that's the similarity that the, in three days uh, over the course of three days, these two, so what does, well, we'll go back to comparing it in a second. So anyways, we're staying in the tomb here. Jesus comes back to life. Mary Magdalene and, and Mary, you know, fall on their knees. Blah, blah, blah. I don't believe that scene actually happened. But then when they say he, uh, he was there for like, what was he there for? He, what he, was, he was there for another three days, right, before he ascended, whenever the actual ascension happens, um, where he's like, they say he's like exuding light. Like he literally has light around him. Like he's, that's because he was just regenerated with fucking light. He's now alive as a light being. Like that's, that was like, I can't, I mean, it's, it's, it, that's, that's all I could say. It's amazing. It's, it's spectacular when I think about it. Um, but now he can't exist here on the physical plane. He can't stay here now. So essentially, he eventually ascends, right? They ascend into heaven, blah, 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 right? And sit at the right hand of God the Father, Almighty, right? The thing is, that's how we like to tell it as the very watered-down version of it. This man either... He either ascended physically, like where he actually like rose because he's a light person and he can do that shit... He can just like, you know, gra- gra- what is it called? Gravitate, levitate, gravitate, levitate up. He can levitate up into the sky the same way um, people, or he got into an actual ship, like a little ship and ascended into heaven. Now, heaven is the asteroid belt. It's the Milky Way. It's, that's heaven. That's the heavens. There are ships on ships on ships existing up in the quote heavens. And it's why people can go up into the heavens and come back down into the heavens and all this, we talk, they talk about all this stuff happening in the heavens, like wars and fucking all this stuff in the heavens. It's not a, it's not a place that you can't see with your own eyes. It's literally the asteroid belt. So he went up into a ship and then went onto the ship of his father that made him in the asteroid belt and sit at the right hand of God. Like that's anyway. So he's up there. Oh, did y'all hear that? Holy shit. In the, thank you, spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, I'm telling this story exactly how I'm supposed to fucking tell it. Bro, I've been waiting a whole year to tell this story to the public. <laughs> okay. So he then becomes the opposite of what Osiris is. Jesus is now the God of the living. Osiris is the God of the dead. Jesus is the God of the living, right? Only thing is, that doesn't really mean anything. It's actually all the same. They're just, it just means both cannot exist on this plane. They are both gods now that exist only on the spiritual plane post-resurrection. Both these people resurrected from the dead. Motherfuckers saw them with their eyes. But they didn't get to stay here on this earth like the same way they had before. They both were brought back with something different. Now, Osiris was brought back differently. He was brought back... I, don't, I was trying to figure that out yesterday, like how he could resurrect... And then I was shown, okay, 
So like Jesus's body, his actual physical body was brought back to life. So that physical self is what went into the heavens. Osiris's original body that, that Isis remembered, that she, the person that she got to know and see, that body got destroyed. And that's why she was so fucking angry and like caused hell and all this shit is because he can't, now he has to reincarnate. He's like, he has to reincarnate as someone else. So for the rest of time, I was told yesterday that Isis and Osiris are separated by that, that she always will know herself and she'll keep, she, you know, she reincarnates, but that like, they don't get to reincarnate together. Oh, four, 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 bro. All these spirit numbers, they have to reincarnate where she'll never be able to recognize him. She has to always figure out who he is because he's going to reincarnate now into a different body a different person and they'll always be able to recognize each other's souls but that's the twin flamery shit is that osiris's penis was destroyed so his whole body was never put back together and so he was not re he was not resurrected he had to reincarnate spiritually into someone else bro that is the saddest fucking love story and then but the thing about jesus and mary magdalene is that mary magdalene got to watch her twin resurrect but he couldn't stay here because he was resurrected with too much light. So her grief is that she had to watch him go back into the heavens and she'll never be able to actually experience him physically like she used to. But I don't think that that's true. I mean, that's like in the theory of it. But what ends up happening though, when she's in that, the caves, I was shown all this shit, man. Like visions are amazing and downloads. When you meditate and shit and work with these people, they really do be giving you the information and shit. When she was in the caves in France after she had her Sophia, I believe that I was shown that Jesus and her actually did get to see each other because he's a light being. He can remember the show I showed y'all. I told y'all about um, what's the show? The funny one I told y'all about where's the um, uh, the people in the the support group who the the ex, what is it? The contactees of ETs and how the women, the two women who were um who kept getting contacted by the same Legolas looking Pleiadian, he would just appear in, in their room. That is what would happen for Mary Magdalene. That's the only way she got to see Jesus. He would appear to her. So they did get to experience each other, but he was never able to come back here and actually live with her and like experience life the same way. He always has to stay on the spiritual plane post his resurrection, but he's not going to reincarnate into anyone else. That's what I meant when I said Jesus is not coming back the same way y'all thinking he going to come back. Like he he looks the way he always looked when he was then, which is not at all the the picture of how Jesus that we have. But Mary Magdalene he's the same person that the original Mary Magdalene got to know. So however he comes back when like however he shows up to people, it's it's like his actual for, like his actual form is preserved. Him, the original Jesus is preserved. Um, so he has the choice to show himself to people if he wants. He can appear in your room the same way the, the Legolas-looking person did. Um, now, how often he does that, I highly doubt he's doing that to anyone in modern history because no modern person has said, oh, Jesus showed up looking like a black man to me in my room, so I'm just going to say he ain't showing himself <laughs> to people. But this story is the, is the massive correlation that we all have between the Isis and Osiris story and the Jesus and Mary story. Only thing is people got it wrong, especially in my, like, um, in my school when they, we talk, like, we learned a lot about the connection 
we didn't learn a lot about it, but like we would talk about the connections, you know, to debunk the Bible and all this shit, right? In a, in a liberal school, which I absolutely loved doing. And I'm glad I did because the Bible needed to be debunked because listen to what I'm sharing. Like, this is, incre- this is incredible. Um, but wait, wait, where the fuck was I going with? Oh, so we would always get it wrong and say that Isis and Osiris made Horus and that Horus was Jesus. Like the, so that people always say like Isis is Mary, mother, uh, the, the mother Mary of Jesus, Mary, Mary, mother of Jesus, Isis. And then they'd say Horus is Jesus. And what I was shown yesterday is no, it's wrong. That's a little off. And I, I even drew out the fucking, uh, what is it? The ancestry line. Isis and Mary Magdalene are the same. Osiris and Jesus are the same. Horus is Sophia. So when you line these stories up, the two divine feminines are the two women who went insane looking for their dead person or they, you know, they grieved what like she's the only person that showed up at his grave site like Mary Magdalene shows up at the tomb with the mother. Isis shows up at goes and gets his body and brings him back to uh what is this place called? To um what the fuck? Peruto with her sister Neptis. So you have Alset Isis and Neptis are these two women that are working on the body of Osiris. And then you have Mary, Mary, mother of Jesus and Mary Magdalene, these two women who are working on the body of Jesus. And there are other beings that are present that are helping. Even in the story of Isis, it says another woman showed up, Cobra Alzit, and she was holy, the holy Cobra Alzit. So a goddess showed up to help these two women bring back Osiris. Well, didn't bring him back from the dead. They did. Well, I don't know. I, maybe they, that's the thing. Like they were preserving his body for nine months. So I'm just like, well, why if he's not alive, like if he, he's not rotting, obviously. So he's being preserved. He's either in a tank that's keeping him cool. And maybe they did bring him back to life some sort with light or they were, she was just preserving his dead body so that he, they could, bro. I don't know. The pre- proper burial thing is ancient Egyptians. They believed in mummification and reincarnation. The thing I, I'm still curious about whether or not the original pe- people who did, who taught humans this mummification thing, if humans didn't actually like get something wrong and taking out the organs. But I, I'm realizing that it's just, no, no, that was what I was told yesterday. There are all these different ways to come back from, from death and that different groups of people just do it differently. So light beings use light to just regenerate a motherfucker. Like they tap you and you come, they can restart your brain with elect, it's light electricity. I mean, it's like, elect, it's, a, it's like electricity with light. So light electricity to bring back a brain from the beyond. But if you're using mummification, you're using other shit like the, the codes, like, you know, um, drawings, you know, how we use runes as magical things. These types of the shit does work. It's real shit. It's that this place is all just coded for shit. So it seems like the original Egyptians were using a different set of thing to, to bring people back from the dead. They were using reincarnation, whereas light beings use resurrection. They don't, that's the two differences that I'm being shown. Oh my gosh, this is so amazing, right? So yeah, oh my gosh, I'm already at 50 minutes. <laughs> All right, so um, I think, was that, was there any more? So, oh, so basically the story is, is that Horus is the divine baby, the star baby of Isis and Osiris, who then continues on and becomes, you know, like fucking Horus, like everybody knows Horus. But we don't look at Sophia as Horus. She is the exact same thing. She is the star baby of Mary Magdalene and Jesus. These two people were also twin flames. 
and they are connected forever through time because we still talking about them two fucking thousand years later but even but it's even longer that we're still talking about isis and osiris so the similarities between them all really connect around psr post-humus sperm retrieval and if we shift looking at the time that these stories happened in and we just kind of look at it more like an episode of stargate where you have people from different times all in the same place at once then it just makes sense that like this this is what the shit was like and and every we just got it wrong just like telephone you you get details wrong when you tell a story over and over again to a bunch of different people or when the story continues, it changes. And then, of course, you know, the Bible had all sorts of patriarchy. It was patriarchy to fucking death and all this stuff. So a lot of stuff got wiped out, but a lot of stuff got misconstrued. And now that we have wise women, now that we can all women think for ourselves, and I mean, we've always been able to think for ourselves is how we fucking survive. But now that we can, we have information as women, we are really tapped, tapped in with our own divine wisdom. We can look at these stories and be like, okay, well, that don't make fucking sense. This is what actually happened. Because if a person is a person is a person, no matter how long across time people exist, we all still think the same. We don't just all of a sudden decide one day that like the thing we were doing as humans, um, all of a sudden is just going to be backwards. Like, I mean, what's something like all of a sudden if every human decided that like drinking water was wrong, well, then we'd all just die. like it's something we, it's like all agreed shit of how humanity works how our brains work and what we what we experience how we experience the world just really putting that into the minds of these people that we have stories about and using our logic and oh well there was another sound using our logic wisdom but also our imaginations and intuitions about these things so I hope this was like this was I was so excited to like I I was supposed to I felt like I was supposed to share it yesterday but I was laying there and I was like this is way too much to like try and share like right now I just I needed to process it but then what happened yesterday for me all day was ISIS kept showing up like I everywhere like in the card I drew um somebody I was like scrolling and somebody did a whole video on Osiris I was like what the fuck y'all like are you really in the room right now like okay fine I'm supposed to tell this story so it's something that you know is there's obviously a lot of details that other people might have or information that other people might have that might feel like they want to debunk at this. But for me, um, based on everything that I've already shared, like this is the next step is like really looking at the resurrection story of, of Christ differently and understanding the difference between reincarnation and resurrection. And then also just accepting that like, history repeats itself it truly does but there are people who do walk in and out of time so whole ass stories that happen in history they were being done by people that either they came from now like literally came from now or over the last hundred years people that had actual modern medicine information have fallen back through time and become these people we know as his, his like history like there's a whole thing about how joan of arc was just a time traveler like these because we can fucking time travel. It's real. It, I've, like it, we, we do it. We, it's real. <laughs> it's real. So um, this is so exciting to me, for me to, to like move on, you know, move on this type of storyline because um, it's just, it helps me to really feel like uh, everything that's happening in the world around us is meant to be happening just so that we can keep leveling up as a society but as a fucking 
planet. Like um, we need to, we need to be able to really look at our 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 history and see that we are the history that we've come from. Like we are, I've said this before. Like we've we are we are our own ancestors, and that's because like time doesn't exist. It it really doesn't. Um, Stargate. I don't know. Anyway, so uh, we're at 56 minutes now. That was a lot. Um, I hope that this was fun and helpful for some. There's, you know, you know, uh, there's there's a lot that um, people will probably have questions about or people just might be like, ah, just full of shit. I don't know. But um, there's there's for me, it's fun to share these stories. And I was told, like I said yesterday on 11-1 to um, retell the resurrection story of Christ. So because reincarnation is real and we do reincarnate so like i have reincarnated um many people who are listening to this are actual people who have reincarnated from the mummies of ancient egypt of all these different places some of you have reincarnated from different cultures that preserved their dead there was there's cultures um in england um in the uk and and, and across the scottish and um, irish isles where they've put people in peat, mo- uh, peat bogs to preserve their bodies, and we pull out women from these peat bogs that look like they should not be from that time um, that we pulled them out from. Like, these are historic things that people can research or whatever. But um, that is what's so interesting to me about what happen- what's happening now in our world and how crazy it is, because we have, you know, we have a person who's claiming to have seated down the Christ, right? We also have another person who's seemingly going nuts and claiming he is um, something Jewish and potentially Christ. And so, which is, you know, so now you have like, we've got the Antichrist situation happening, which is, which is interesting because I'm not the Antichrist, (laughs) but we seem to have one running around. So um, the way that the the prophecies and shit are working, you know, you got the two false prophets that are going to fall at some point. Everybody's going to be able to watch them. How? Internet. You know, the, everything is playing out exactly how it should, the way that it, it has been prophesied to. It's just looking at it from a different lens to understand what's really happening um, and why is really helpful and how the best way to, to really help yourself do that is to look backwards at these stories that we have and, um, and just put a different spin to them just so that it, we can understand the morals and the lessons and shit from them. So anyway... That's enough. I'm, 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 I'm getting cotton mouth talking. So I love y'all. I hope this was fun. And um, we shall see what the next episode is about. <laughs> okay. Love y'all. Happy Wednesday. Bye.